All right, let's do this then. Three, two, one. Welcome to Hungry Hip Hop. Potluck style reviews where you just have the freshest takes on what these artists are serving up. We're looking for the spiciest bars, vibes, and production in order to expand our palettes and diversify our playlists. What's up, guys? Alan here. I know that we took a week off, but we came back for something I'm really excited about because on Tuesday, May 9th, your boy, your favorite Taurus turned 30 years old. And uh, as you know, thank you, thank you. And as you know, here on Hungry Hip Hop, when we have a birthday, we do a classic review, any album that we want. And this year, I actually am picking something that I think is a classic that I am comfortable calling a classic, even though it's just about on the threshold of being about as new as you can be for being called that. Uh, and yeah, we're talking about Astro World by Travis Scott, his 2018 album. I've, <laughs> I actually know that we reviewed Rodeo on this podcast because of me a while ago. <laughs> but I even think compared to how Rodeo has grown on me over the past few years, Astro World has grown on me even more, even just in the past five years since I first heard it. Um, it, it really does hit the things that I'm looking for in a classic album where it was huge the year it dropped. You know, it had a fucking huge single, which Sicko Mode is the biggest song of maybe like the last couple years in rap, in my opinion, like it's, it's right up there. And so it really dominated the time it came out. And there were other albums I feel like in 2018 that if you asked me, I'd say I like more, you know, the Denzel Curry album, I would have said the, the JID album I fucking love. But I find myself more and more coming back to Astroworld and feeling like, hey, these songs still just like hit like they did when they dropped. And even if like, even if like other artists and some of the features on here kind of like are going in their own direction now, I still feel like they're trying to mimic the Astro World sound, the influence that I feel like this album has, it's just crazy. And like I said, it's only been five years since this thing's been out, but I can already kind of track like where it's been and just like the amount that I keep coming back to it. And it's still every year is one of probably my top three most listened to albums that aren't a Kanye album. It's legit amazing. I know that there is a pretty legitimate reason why people don't talk about this album as a classic, why Travis Scott's legacy is always going to be very, very tenuous. And that is because of the Astroworld disaster in 2021, obviously, um, where nine people, I think, lost their lives at a Travis Scott show. Um, but that is why I just wanted to take this opportunity to do this album because I don't feel like we're ever going to get to talk about this album in a proper way unless I kind of force it. So I'm rambling now. It's obvious. I love this. Milo, I've been super curious all week what your thoughts are coming back to Astroworld five years later. So this is Milo live and in stereo and the subject of our discussion today is Astroworld, which dropped August 3rd, 2018. So that is coming on five years now. So this is kind of a classic slash birthday review. Let me start with a quick technical overview. First off, let's talk about this mid album art. Don't 
isn't the best way to start off cover art is this like haitian shrunken head looking type thing that's all in gold it's a travis head but yeah it's it's travis scott's head yeah travis scott's haitian head (laughs) it's just it's scary it it makes i don't know it gets under my skin it's kind of mid though it's still still way better than her loss Starting with Time, Astral World is a 52-minute long project, y'all. With 17 tracks, average song length is about three and a half minutes. Even with that said, this wasn't that much of a chore to get through. This wasn't like listening to that Yeet album, New Life or Afterlife, whatever he called it. That was really hard to get through. But this, on the other hand, it wasn't that much of a chore, even though it's still pretty long. As for features, y'all, this is the Saving Private Ryan of trap albums this is the <laughs> what do you want to call it the the heat of rap albums we've got the honorable aubrey graham yeah yeah oceans 11 <laughs> we've got the honorable aubrey graham bell abel test uh, the weekend y'all know Tesfaye, him as a weekend. Yeah. scott muscat it was test okay Tesfaye. i heard he was ethiopian so i don't know if i needed to put a little more flavor on it i just so it's Tess Faye, Scott Muscutty, Kanye West, Lil Uzi Vert, 21 Savage, Quavo and Takeoff, and Frank Ocean. And we've got production even from Tame Impala and Hit Boy. So this is this is jam-packed with all sorts of notable artists. Best song off the album is Coffee Bean. I don't think that it's any surprise to anybody on this podcast that I like that song the most. Worst song is NC-17, 21 Savage always manages to bring down the quality of every song he's on. It's almost a talent in and of itself. Honorable mentions are Sickle Mode, clearly, and Stop Trying to Be God. Uh, that Those have the vocals from Kid Cudi on it. In regard to content, this is a vibe-focused album. I think it's it's obvious that this is a vibe-focused album. A lot of the content is just social media rap. I get girls, money, clothes, da-da-da. As for the music, the soundscape, I think, is geared most toward, toward pot- partying. That's the vibe. And maybe even zoning out while high. Music's pretty high quality music. I'd say the production was solid, even though I'm not the biggest fan of trap. Multiple examples like the ones I mentioned earlier, but we'll get into it when we go into specifics. The main criticism I have before I hand the mic to Mark, the main criticism I have for this is it is not the music, even though I don't like trap, or the overuse of autotune. The autotune was really annoying. But it's just not memorable. I, I gave us out one and a half listens, and the half listen is because I couldn't really remember anything from the first listen I gave it. So I needed to refresh my memory. Wow. Okay. Mark. So Milo, the only thing I have absolutely at all agree with you on this whole thing was that it is a vibe focused album. Um, I don't see as much for partying as much as like stellars, like fucking getting high, chilling, like, whatever like it's a very like vibe heavy album don't get me wrong like he could i mean he's a rager you could obviously fucking put this on a concert like it's made for shows and shit like that too but like yeah each song is made to either turn up or to vibe out it's like one of those two categories every single song um there's no songs that are there for like really in-depth lyrics or longs that are there just for like really spitting bars or songs that are there for any of that shit like all songs to me fall into two categories raging or vibing um, which is perfectly fine. <laughs> um, I will say I do like this album much more than I remember liking it when I first listened to it when it came out. Um, 
that being said, I probably like a little less than half the album, which is still pretty fucking good. Um, I think it has a really strong start and I think it has a really strong end. The middle of the album is what I have the most problem with. The middle of the album is pretty fucking boring to me, if I'm going to be honest. And like, just straight. There's like six songs straight where I'm just like... If that's where the weekend's tracks are, of course. Yeah, so this makes sense. Of yeah. course, yeah. I'm like, I can, I can literally skip like six songs in a row. Um, The whole middle of this album can be taken out to me. But the fucking first three songs, lit. The last like three, four songs, lit. It's just the fucking middle part of this album that I can't do because he slows the tempo down. He slows it down and gets much more like just whatever vibe is, whatever. Um, but not, I guess, in the way I kind of wanted the vibes. Um, so for this album, I definitely like more of his Rager, like fun songs. Um, I think like I have my own personal Travis playlist and there's maybe like seven, eight songs across this, all this discography in it. So once again, I'm not a huge Travis fan, but I'm starting to like him. Um and at least three songs from Astroworld are on there. And uh, I think Stargazing is an amazing intro. Like that was probably the first Travis song I like started to like, oh shit, I might fuck with Travis. Was well, like a couple years ago during the pandemic, uh, Free Friends were telling me Stargazing. I'm like, bro, this song is fucking amazing. <laughs> like, like, I just feel like when you look at 2018, like this song definitely like did carve a path out for a lot of the sounds we hear out now. Um, you know, like I said, still has its misses, but I agree with Alan that I do think that Astral is going to be considered considered a classic, in my opinion, for sure. Nice. Um, so, actually, before we want to go into stargazing, let's actually talk about Sicko Mode because I just I that's the song that I think everyone really heard off this album. It was like the fucking biggest single ever. Uh, Milo, what did you think? Coming back to Sicko Mode, there is a pretty big feature on this song that isn't listed right off right off tops, but what'd you think? Okay, I think I think I know who you're talking about. You're, you're talking about Drake, right? I don't think there was anyone yeah. else. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. It's, it's just Drake, yeah. That's Way Lee. <laughs> that was actually the part that's the part where I actually started liking the song. Like I was I thought the song was pretty mm, surprising. For the most part. Yeah. You dig right on me so much, bro. Stop it. <laughs> It's not even. It's it's, so much, bro. It's not even. I'm not even joking. (laughs) I know it's incredibly surprising, dude. (laughs) Like most of the song, my face was just like, and then I was like, out like a light, (laughs) just light, (laughs) turning right. Thanks, what I like, hey. (laughs) (laughs) Jody in the back, and she working on her glutes. Oh my god. So it, yeah, the song to me, if I had to recommend it, you know, he just skip through, skip through the first part, man. Oh Get to the good part. This is the good part. No. no. <laughs> okay, Glass Mark disagrees. <laughs> yeah, I know. I heavily disagree. I think fucking that beat when it starts out, it's fucking fire, bro. Just gets me high, yeah. bro. And then Travis just comes on that motherfucker, and it's so fucking hard, bro. Like, and also, I thought Sicko was like towards the like middle of the album for some reason. I then know how well, i don't know whatever um but like they did it they do play it early in the album yeah they play it pretty like yeah. way earlier than i thought it was i don't know why i thought it was like middle of the album or some shit but yeah like they like third song getting broad all of a sudden um yeah i don't know i just thought i just thought travis killed this shit out here bro like he fucking like killed this and then fucking um 
fucking Sway Lee comes in. So, so, someone said, I love that fucking dude. Like, I love when they're able to get an artist just to do like a little snippet and it just like fucking adds, like doubles the song. Like, it just adds that perfect little vibe to it. Um, and then that when Travis comes in on the second verse, it's like, yeah, this shit way too promo. Y'all don't follow suit. Uh, Stacey Dabs, but he, oh, bro, that shit is so hard, bro. Like, I think this is probably my favorite Travis flow and arguably the whole album, bro. Like, Travis flows on this motherfucker, dog. And then, of course, I will give credit to Drake. Don't worry, Malo. Um, when that beat switch happens, I will say I don't like the second beat as much. But Drake makes it work, like, just like he does. You know, he'll make half of anything work or whatever. Um, and yeah, of course, with his whole out like a light. That's what I remember from like 2018, particularly. Was, mm-hmm. like, that part where he says like he's like, "Did I have 13 hours till I end? Have me out like a light, hey, uh, like a light, hey, uh, like a light, hey, that through the fight, hey, like <laughs> shit was just hard, bro." And then of course Drake just flows on that bitch like just like fucking back to back to back to back to back. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, they just. Yeah, him and Tra- like him and Travis, like they just they they fucking murk that song. The beats fire. Each artist is a fire verse. Waylee has his fire little like fucking bridge or whatever. Like it's and then I even like the Drake intro. Sun is down, freezing cold. That's how they all like like just the whole song intro versus beat bridge. Like the whole song. I mean, there's there's no wonder why this was like. Not only the single, but by far the most memorable song from the... Even if you didn't hear this album, you heard the song before. Like, this song is 9 out of 10, 10 out of 10, you know? Alan? Oh, like, I really think this this is such a great single. And as soon as... If you just asked me before revisiting the album, just what moments I remember from it, um, when... it's It's got to be when drake comes in and he says my dog will probably do it for louis bell that shit's all we know we don't know nothing else i tried to tell him and then suddenly you get fucking pulled into the vortex of the song and i think travis's production is just like so well weaved into the way he uses the features into even the way that his verses he's never been like the greatest rapper i would say but he can set himself up for success and set up his features for success and just like how varied it is is kind of why I think it works you just get a shorter verse from Travis a little bit of Sway doing part of the like pre-chorus and then Drake doing the whole outro and the Milo the reason I think I disagree with you is because if you skip that first part you're missing the transitions and how much you're like each kind of section builds into builds into each other even though I do agree that probably the best rapping on the verse is done by Drake. But yeah, this thing's, it's a legendary song. Like if you're listening to this podcast, you've probably heard, you've probably heard Sicko Mode. Um, But it's, this is just, this one like literally is undeniable to me. It is just so huge. And I think, I mean, we're still talking about it today for a reason. Uh, Mark, did you have any songs that you felt like you you didn't love back in 2018, but re-listening to it, you've kind of come to like more. Yeah, and I'll, I'll say uh, stargazing. I'm just going to start that off. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like I said, I think I or I don't know if I mentioned it right before we started the podcast, but um, stargazing was a song that when I was first starting getting getting into Travis was like I I just I knew so many people on Travis's dick 
you one of them, bro. Like I hated Travis, bro. Like I mean, yeah, so many people like Travis. Yeah. And like I just, I just not, I did not think he was that good, especially because like when he first came out, there was this weird, not really beef. Like I don't think it was between the actual artists, but more so like fans a weird trip between like um Travis and Rocky, ASAP Rocky, because Travis had the braids. Travis was like just fucking just like. I don't know, like, like I don't know, like a lot of people are just comparing the two. Uh, like, I was a hardcore, diehard ASAP Rocky fan, so I was like, "Fuck Travis to get like, yeah. like all that shit," like you know. But then I noticed, like, I don't know. I first noticed Travis being huge. Like, the first moment it really hit to me was in the pandemic, right? Um, mainly because it was like around the time the McDonald's fucking collab dropped. Where it's like fucking yeah. whatever burger, Jack, Cactus Jack or whatever. Or no, it was like the Nike shoes. Like he had the Cactus Jordans. And then all of a sudden he had the fucking McDonald's collab. I never seen a fucking rapper with a McDonald's collab at that time. Like, And I was like, bro. And like people were telling me like, Yo, you, you got to tap in with the kids. That's why I first started to feel old, bro. I was like, bro, I did not know Travis was like the god was of that fucking big, yeah. like high schoolers and like kids in college. Like he was their god, bro. I did not know he was that big. And like, I just didn't really get it. Like his music just didn't click to me. And then one day, just during a pandemic, I'm chilling with some homies and like, they're just fucking bumping speakers at max volume in their apartment. Like didn't give a fuck about no neighbors or nothing. And they were bought, they were, they were all Travis fans. It's like, bro, you don't listen to Travis, you gotta try it. I was like, whatever, bro. And they started playing some shit, bro. And Stargazing just took my heart, dog. That shit yeah. got me, bro. Rolling, 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 got me stargazing. Psychedelics got me going crazy. Uh, like that shit hit so it's so hard, bro. Like, oh my god, I just I love like when you talk about vibes. To me, that's a that song is a fucking vibe, and the fucking beat knocks, bro. Um, it's not my. It's ironically enough, it's not my favorite song on the album. There was a different song on this album. That's actually my favorite Travis Scott song in general, to be honest, out of all his projects I've listened to, which I'll get to when we get to it. But Stargazing, this as an intro to me is solid. I don't know how I didn't like it the first time, but I fucking love this intro. Um, Milo, I'm curious. Thoughts? So I felt the intro was, I thought it was a mid intro. It didn't really get me excited <laughs> to hear the rest of the album. I think that might've just been expectations my experience of Travis Scott has just been mainly what Mark and you, uh, and Alan have said about him and rodeo. So his being a rager, I was expecting like this really high energy, crazy. Let's dive into it because this is Astro World. I, I don't know if his fans consider this his magnum opus, but it feels like it would be since he made a whole fest, like a real live festival after it. So I've, I was, I guess, yeah. Go ahead. It's kind of interesting because I think that more people consider rodeo, but that is, I think I'm, I think liking Astroworld more is going to become more common. But the like the Fantano certified opinion is it's it's rodeo. Oh really? Okay. What yeah. what did he give Astroworld? Oh, he gave Astroworld an eight. I guess he gave rodeo a ten. No, rodeo got a nine. Okay. So I, I guess, yeah, it was just my expectations kind of really. I was expecting something like even Rodeo's intro is really theatric. You got like T.I. narrating that space age types, you know, sci-fi intro. Yeah. 
but it's not offensive. I don't think it's an offense. I don't. I wasn't like, please skip this. Like, let's get to the rest of the album. It wasn't like that. It just wasn't. It didn't get me hyped. Yeah, man, I I couldn't disagree with you more. I think <laughs> I totally. I, I'm with Mark that. I guess we hyped this fun dog. <laughs> yeah, whenever I throw this album on and I'm like, am I going to end up listening to this whole thing? I think the start of Stargazing does such a good job of just like pulling you into Astro World. Like, it does. It yeah. really feels like I'm going yeah. to a festival almost. Like it feels, it pulls me into this world. You really feel Even like, like a Disneyland type thing. Like we're <laughs> walking through the, you know, almost. and they're telling you all the instructions. Yeah. Please keep all of your hands and items. Do that. <laughs> Should have had that as an intro, to be honest. That would have been dope. <laughs> but it's like, fucking travis scott's druggy stoner version of exactly, exactly. and like and he hits that vibe so well and it's kind of like i don't think of this album as just like being a rager album i think it's a concept album to me where he's trying to bring you into astro world and it's fucking druggy and it's fun and it's kind of dark at times and to me stargazing with, with the way it pulls you in it easily can pull you into the hype and kind of like the mystique of the album. So I think that every time I throw this on, I like end up listening to pretty much the whole thing. And I think a huge reason is because Stargazing is such a good song to just rope you in and to really. When you say listen to the whole thing, do you mean like the whole album or just the whole song? Oh no. I like always listen to this whole album. I never like listen to like a single song from this. And I mean, and that's a quality that I think shows that I that I I really believe it's a classic that I that no I only skips. listen to the whole thing. No. Yeah, um, that's and, crazy. But, Wait, you really think you're gonna skip on this album? <laughs> like, no, oh. this album is not like awful. Don't get me wrong; it's definitely not eat. But, but you, but you think there are no skips? I think there are no skips. Mark might disagree. Which oh, I already to, said. Yeah. I think the whole middle is yeah. skip. To be honest, but yeah, I still think it's a classic. I, yeah, I mean, I could never call like a song with the weekend on it a skip. Like that's wild to me. Okay, but we know we know how Mark is about that. Uh, Milo, uh, did you have any that you especially liked? Yeah, so I thought "Stop Trying to Be God" was was mm. good. So the, the none of the features are listed on the album. So when I yeah. first heard the mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like the I started hearing the hums. Stop trying to I was be like, God. Is that is that? <laughs> Kid Cudi, and sure, sure enough, the so the hums are Kid Cudi for the yeah. That was one of the. It had kind of a gospel feel to it. Most like the songs I liked off of this, I would say departed from like the trap sound, especially in the case of Coffee Bean, which we can talk about later if we get to it. But I I liked the kind of churchy gospel vibe that especially uh, Muscutty's hums added to the the lyrical content wasn't super deep. I mean, deeper than Donda too, but it wasn't like Chance the Rapper deep, or it was. It didn't make me think. It wasn't intricate. So if you, I don't know. I don't want to say it's like squarely in that Chance Kanye vibe, but it's definitely not. Not trap. It's its own thing. Church trap. The gospel trap genre. Okay, whatever you say, dog. (laughs) What do you mean, whatever? It's it's literally. (laughs) Uh, What are you the one that showed us this? What? What? What What is it? What you gonna say? 
Um, you better praise God or I'm gonna shoot nest on God. I ain't playing about my Lord and Savior. I'm... If you ain't a Christian, I'm gonna shoot you in the face. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Actually, I just showed somebody that song for the first time last week. That's kind of ironic, and they loved it. So <laughs> that's Bay Area gospel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Alan, I see that fucking sorry. Quick side note. I see that video where it was the mashup of the fucking uh back drapey and fucking like the gospel song. I think I, I think I sent you on Instagram like a week ago. I for oh. sure did. It was like yeah, it was okay, like, yeah, like yeah. it's like when your roommates so fucking bury a DJ and a fucking Christian or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but anywho. All right, all um, right, let's let's get back to stop drawing if you got. <laughs> I thought the song was I think the video's cool. That's really all I want to give it credit for. The video's fucking gnarly. The song. I mean. If it was like a cool little transition piece, maybe I don't know. Like, it doesn't do anything for me. I'll just put it that way. Like, I don't think it's bad, but it doesn't do anything for me. It doesn't like it doesn't really. Even though it's a vibe song, it doesn't really get me into vibe. And then, like, it's definitely not like a rage or hype song either. So, um, wait, know. what's the video like? I didn't know there was a music video. Was it like Video's one of the little Spotify? Crazy. The video's crazy, bro. Video, he that was in the video. That bitch, bro. It's hard to describe, dog. You it was like a movie, that, like, bro. like it's like no, it's like just right time. Type? It's like a normal time, but like it's fucking just like it's not like a music video you've seen. It's like all CGI. It's all like motherfuckers going in and out of the like. It, you just gotta watch it. I can't really describe it with words. You kind of just have to watch it like a video. But it's a crazy ass video. Why did you watch the music video? What you I've, been seen, you I've been seen YouTube? it. I've been seen it. I've been seen it. Oh, oh okay. Seen it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, although I just don't really fuck with the song like that, so sorry. I can totally see why. Uh, I know that you're kind of looking for in a Travis Scott song, you want the Rager vibe or you want the yeah. Stoner vibe, and this is this is him kind of. I like how you, Milo, you brought up his Kanye shit, where he's trying to like incorporate weird other other things, like the James Blake feature on this is like just a sung gospel song verse almost. So, mm -hmm. so in a way, like I do understand what you mean by it being almost a trap, like a, a trap gospel kind of vibe. But I, but I think that the gospel end of it is so well, so well mm -hmm. done. Like, like <laughs> obviously Kid Cudi hums. I'm just, I'm always going to love that, but but every time that there is that there is singing, and I think the other credit is Philip Bailey, who goes, "Stop trying to be God." <laughs> so great. I like that. And That's then, probably my favorite part of the song. Stop trying to yeah. be God. <laughs> yeah. And I also want to give Travis a little bit of credit in the way that he weaves in his verse into the chorus, and then, like, I don't even know how I can describe it more than he just makes the song run so smoothly even if he's not the best rapper ever in this song, he knows, okay, I'm going to give myself a short verse. I'm going to make James Blake's verse as long as mine. And I think knowing how to be that collaborative is one of Travis's biggest strengths. And it, yeah. I mean, I mean, I love, I love this song. I love the way that it is gospel inspired. I love the instrumental and the singing and the rapping. Um, so yeah, this one's fucking great. And so I'll pick I'll pick I'll pick a song now. Okay. 
did you guys I want to talk about a song that I think might have actually gone down in the rankings for me since I like listened to it a couple times this week and that's actually Yosemite uh, Yosemite was probably the third or fourth biggest track when this album dropped and there was this famous like famous beef or like controversy about how Nav's verse is hella hella quiet and that he recorded it on a Nintendo DS because it was just like so fucking quiet but I think what originally draws people to Yosemite is the almost like mystical mystical way that the instrumental is and and I guess I guess the one thing that I'm gonna say and the reason why I don't feel like I'm liking it as much coming back to it is because none of the like rap verses have ever really stuck out to me. And then when I come back and I look at genius and I see that it's fucking gonna <laughs> and nav, I was like, yeah, okay, yeah. well, that's, that's why the rapping isn't as good as when he has <laughs> fucking Drake on a song or like, or, or anyone else. And so I think that to, to its credit, like every song on this album, the instrumental is great. Travis's production is always fire on this. And that's why it is one of the bigger singles. And I think it has a, oh, also I want to say it has a really like upbeat vibe. It's a kind of a, the middle is kind of like a darker run of tracks, but once we get to Yosemite, it kind of is refreshing in a way. Mm. Coming off of a track like NC-17 was a couple songs mm. before this. So, so I think the song is really good. It serves its purpose, but coming back to it, I don't feel like the rapping and the verses really hold up for me personally. Mark, what did you think of Yosemite? Yeah, it's like, yeah, I mean, I'm going to be real. Like, I didn't find it great by any means. Um, This was one of the biggest tracks in 2018. It's weird looking back to it. Yeah. Yeah. I like the guitar that, like, smooth guitar strum along and, like, the fucking bass. Like, it's a solid beat. So, I like the production on it. Um, and I do like that it has a very like calm type demeanor, but yeah, gonna nap just don't hit to be honest on this. Yeah, they just don't hit it for me. Um, Travis is all right, um, but yeah, so I would say this is kind of like mid grade. This is like literally the last song before it starts going right back up for me before the album starts getting mm-hmm. again. Um, I feel that. So yeah, Milo. There might be something to the song since. Well, I, I don't know. Maybe Mark, no, but at least for Alan. Because this song was notable to me, but not in a good way. So it did the thing a couple albums back. I forgot. I think we were talking about Babytron. Maybe it was Babytron, how he'll have a really, really good sample. It'll be like a guitar or whatever, piano. And then the drums, you can hear them on the horizon coming into the and we get the drums we've heard a million times before and it ruins it so that was definitely took me out of the took me out of the song and the rapping on top of that just it was mostly lackluster this i would say this song is on the tail end of that middle chunk that mark said is a skip is that would you say that's correct mark that's what i said yeah this okay tail end on the middle chunk it was like the transitional stage i think after this yes. it gets back up so this one is definitely like this is a skip for me the intro was ruined and then the quality of what he was 
of the way he was rapping. And it's a really mellow song, as Mark mentioned. It's a very mellow song. So if you can't really hone in on that guitar because the drums are too distracting, because he literally loaded them up from a default pack on whatever DAW they were using, you're not going to be able to get into it. Yeah, I don't think he was using it. I wouldn't say he was using a default pack just because I think, I still think that the song deserves credit for how good the instrumental is. Um, and it, but it is a palate cleanser. I think it's kind of a good way to look at it. Um, okay, I'm going to go again and I'm going to pick a song that Mark is going to dislike. And I already know that, but is one of my favorites. And that's fucking Wake Up. Because oh, y'all are sleeping God. on this fucking song. It's yeah. so good. And it has the weekend on it. And when I think of like, I mentioned there's a few key moments that I'm always going to come back to on this album. And for me, when the the weekend's bridge on this, when he's like, you decide if I live or die. When you're close, I'm alive. I can feel the scare. Like, that shit is so memorable to me. And the way Travis and The Weeknd have excellent chemistry on this song, whether it's like it's The Weeknd just doing the singing, they both are hitting this like this almost sensual kind of kind of peak of the album. And I, I don't know. It's The Weeknd. I don't know how to describe that. He just has an angelic voice that apparently some people don't find as angelic as I do. This is one that I'm fucking singing in the shower most frequently off of this album is singing The Weeknd's Bridge there. Um, and that's for sure. It's like more than half the time I take a shower. Milo, what'd you think? Bro, you're lying, bro. <laughs> There's no, no way I'm... you're singing this bridge. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Dude, I just like no, suck at singing it, but... Okay. What this I sing the is most good. in the shower. This song is good. And it had me a little confused for a second because I, I know that he sang on the song before. This song is good. Yep. I personally am not the hugest fan of Test Phase vocals. So it came off a little corny to me. But it is good. It's a very good, mellow song. The bridge is... It's shower-worthy, but every time, bro... No, about about half the time, dude. Half the time? Yeah. So that that's how I felt about this. This is um more toward the beginning of the album. No, is it? It's kind of like, it's the first half. It's like the end of the first half. I think you could call it the beginning. It's whatever. You, it come it comes right after. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I've, I it just fucking hits with me, dude. I don't know what it, what it is. This song is a lead play. I'm just not queuing it up because Abel's voice is definitely an acquired taste. And it, it's it's for sure not. This is your guys' weirdest opinion since Jay Z. It is. <laughs> His you, voice you is guys, like. You guys are like the only people who feel this way. I feel like I'm going crazy. But you know that, Milo. You like you know that, right? That I'm Very in the minority popular for a reason. Yeah, I mean, you know, Drake and him ain't messing, ain't working together for a reason. Quality <laughs> probably just was there. At any rate, Mark. No, what do you think of this? Okay, there we go. 
What the fuck do you think I'm gonna say? I know, I know. Just get, just fucking, just go. I want it. Just get it out of the way. Just get it uh, out of the way. Uh, first of all, yo, fuck that nigga Abel. All right, fuck everything about him. Fuck his family. Fuck. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I ain't talking about that. Oh, uh, <laughs> you have to say that. Yep. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, I didn't think it was fun in any aspect. It didn't give me a vibe. It didn't make me want to party. Um, it's arguably the worst song on the album. It's easy. You know. Now that's too much. <laughs> it's easily I'm... bottom three, in my opinion. Um, it's, yeah, I just, like, the rapping, I didn't like the production on it. Like, I just overall did not like this song. There wasn't, there's not, like, a single positive thing I have to say about it. So you You're it. telling me you thought NC7, hold up, is NC17 in the bottom three? No. What's 21? No, NC17 no. is such no. a banger, dude. NC what are you talking you're, about? You're no, dreaming. What? Fuck out of here! You're such a twenty-one hater. It's ridiculous, bro. Yeah. Like, how I, I nutted on her Aubrey? lip. How much? How now much her name's Babyface. You're the opposite for twenty-one, bro. You, yeah. bro. You, you might as well be the KKK for that nigga, bro. You're I gotta go in San Francisco. <laughs> call her my baby, bro. You, you these hating, these dog. bullets hot. Jalapeno pepper. I hate you, bro. Dude, if you want to do that to 21, do you know how much I can fucking do about Lil Wayne? You already know, and you already fucking know, too. You already know. It's fine. You're not going to tell me that jalapeno pepper is on the same level as, bitch, I'm the bomb, like, tick, tick, boom. Mic drop. That's the line of, that's an era right there in one line. Young Nino, fuck a bitch in a peacoat. Like, Jesus Christ, dude. Y'all niggas, bro. That shit's whack. Whatever. Um, <laughs> it's my pick again. All right. Um, can I say a song that actually surprised me, even though, like, like just a re-listen of this week, a song that surprised me that I didn't expect to really fuck with? Yeah. Carousel. Mm-hmm. Mm. I thought so, that uh, shit was hard. Personally. I mean, you... I mean, you should once you like. Did you did you notice the the sample? No. What was the sample? My Dude, paper? they sampled an OF song. <laughs> See, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. What song did they sample from OF? I didn't even. I'm looking. I don't. It says it's the, they sampled. It's, it's that sound. Oh, like that's. Well, I don't know if that's from. Oh. Oh, well, I've sampled that from something else. Okay, but yeah, I get you. I, I see you. Because, yeah, it says on here it samples Not a Stain on Me and then some the new style by the Beastie Boys. But, yeah, which is, that's the Hollow Ring, which is also in the OF song. So, yeah, I know what right. you mean. Right. And, yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. well, yeah, I was dumb <laughs> because I gave the credit to OF. But yeah, 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 I know what you mean. <laughs> that's yeah. what I thought of it from. I yeah. thought the beat was, like, really, like, rough. Like, but, but like, in a good way. Like, it was, like, very, like, fucking just, like, rough. It was a Rager song. Dude. Yeah, and, yeah. like, I didn't expect that, especially with the name Karis. I don't know why. But, like, I just, like, I don't know. Like, I didn't expect it. I don't know why I thought, like, Astro was, or Stargazing was a good intro. That I thought it immediately went down again. But then Karis played. I was like, yo, let's go, bro. This shit hit. And, like, yeah, that shit was, like, I didn't even notice Frank was on this shit, actually. Damn. But, yeah, I thought this shit was, like, Really good, not a not necessarily a vibe, but this song is like a the beat. I'm just like very surprised by that beat on this song. Like Travis did a like he did good on it, you know, it wasn't amazing, but that beat was like good, like it was solid. Like it was just like very like um it's also produced by Mike Dean, so that makes sense too. But yeah, 
I thought it was really good. Uh, Milo, you seem like you were talking shit, so continue. Ladies and gentlemen, and anyone in between, please <laughs> do not be deceived by that description. <laughs> there is nothing surprising about Carousel. It is true to form. It's typical trap, auto-tune. It's a let play. Don't get me wrong. I know it may sound like I say, I'm saying this is a skip. It's a let play. And it is exactly what you would expect from Travis Scott. There's no plot twist here. Let's all settle down. Okay. There's a huge plot twist. There's fucking Frank Ocean on this song, dude. How is that yeah, not a plot that's twist? A, that's, a, that's a decent nice plot twist, bro. Like, <laughs> like this is... Bro. This is the man who's known for not showing up to things. Come on. <laughs> Travis, 20 recording sessions just to get him there, dog. <laughs> yeah, I can't even imagine how much it must have costed to get him in 2018, dude. But, oh, oh, man. I, I, Milo, I, I just don't even know what to say. This thing just fucking pulls me in and is such a banger. And the way it just, like... It fucking goes. I just want to bang my head to it. And when I think of like, it's the concept, right? And so I think of a carousel in like a Travis Scott style, which means it has a, a rhythm. You're going up and down the way you're bobbing your head on the carousel. And it's like, it's kind of fast because it has that rager Travis energy. So if I know that like approaching an album in a really vibey way isn't like the way that you enjoy it a lot. But I think in terms of just purely pulling you into the world vibe, I think Carousel is like great. It's like going from from the start into Carousel. I mean, that's another reason why I always just listen to this album all the way through because these first few and then into fucking like <laughs> into sicko mode is that's a just a starting lineup that's that's insane. And so I don't know. Like I get I get that Travis just isn't your vibe and that's not how you enjoy the music, but. If you could get in that headspace, I think you'll really like it. I mean, what you're saying is fair. It's all fair. This man, or this man, I don't know how his screen configuration is. This man <laughs> makes it sound like it was Memento. Like it was Inception or... <sighs> it's The Departing. See, I think I think Christopher <laughs> Nolan is kind of overrated, but yeah. Uh... <laughs> Oh shit! Um, yeah, no, I thought this shit was a banger, bro. What, what was your favorite song on this album, Milo? What was your favorite shit on this album? Coffee Bean. Oh, you did, you did say that shit. It wasn't bad. Coffee Bean was all right. It wasn't my favorite by any means. It was all right. Okay, so for me, I really like where it fits in as the last song, being so chill and such a like easy vibe, because I always think of like after you go to a concert or a festival and you're at some kind of like fast food spot and you're like damn that shit was kind of crazy huh we mark we went to a fucking festival in san bernardino one time and we went to carl's jr after and it was like we exactly this kind of vibe yep. it was this kind of moment that it was like so crazy but you're kind of just like reflecting tired and thankful for it and i just think coffee bean is such a great way to like wrap up thematically the album and also just like it's the only time that Travis gets, I would say, say a little genuine when he's talking about how he's stressing over award shows and talking about how how just like meeting which 
which which Jenner was he? Kylie. Wait, Jenner or Kardashian? Yeah, meeting meeting fucking Kylie's parents just being black. But I guess actually it's Chris Jenner, so so probably has no problem. Even though Travis <laughs> says I got problems, even though I'm a black dude, or like plus I'm already a black dude. So if I the know whole anything, family, about Chris the whole Jenner, family fuck with black dudes. What the fuck you mean, bro? <laughs> They ruin niggas' lives, bro. <laughs> well, I was gonna say, how does that turn out for most of the black dudes? We got one of them's a Nazi. One, Lamar Odom, God knows what fucking Crack happened him. Yeah, I mean, well, we don't have uh, Tristan okay, Thompson let's... got caught up cheating and all that shit, and all them niggas, bro. <laughs> all them niggas, bro. Booker got embarrassed yesterday. All them niggas, bro. All yeah. them niggas. <laughs> So Coffee Bean was a hit. Let me just try to describe the character of this song. The song, we have a Taurus rapping over an Aquarius song. Oh my God, I this hate you so this much. immediately comes in. I don't know if y'all have heard Changes by J. Cole, Jermaine Cole. Jermaine. Intuition telling me there'll be better days. If you can picture that beat in your mind that has the same amount of energy, but this easily could have been a logic beat. All it needed was that you, oh you, 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 God, you, I hate this. It's logic. This, so that's what I mean. It shouldn't be any surprise to anybody. This was my favorite song. The, the, the production already had me hooked before the man even started. And then he came in, then he comes in with that. How would you feel if I had you? And he was so smooth with it. His voice was cool and mellow. I was like, this, I want to hear more of this side of Travis. He could actually be pretty a pretty good. I know I don't really like this term, but for y'all, boom bap rapper. See, but that's just why. I mean, it makes sense that this is why the song you like, but it's it is just much more basic production wise than the rest of the album to me. And like that's the vibe he's going for on the song. Just like we went to Astro World, and it's and we're kind of wrapping it up now. Man, I, yeah, it was I a good outro. Like, I think like if like I think Logic is a better rapper than Travis. So it works for Logic to have more basic beats because he can like back it up with more rap. But I don't think that like <laughs> that Logic would ever make an album like as varied as this. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, like, that's fair. He's not gonna put a Mike Dean with James Blake type song. And but that is one of the things I really like about Travis. But yeah, Mark. It's cool. I thought that was a good song. Um, I liked it. It wasn't as great as I was hoping, but it also wasn't like bad by any means, you know, like it was a fine, it was like a fine send off. Like it, it didn't like win me over, but it didn't like throw me out of it. Like it was just like a yeah. fine send off for me. I probably just need to give it like more listens maybe. And I'm like, sorry, it might grow on me. But as of now, I just thought it was like, all right. That's cool. No one's supposed to say. But okay. all right. can I mention my favorite song? Not even just on oh, the album. Yeah. My favorite Travis song? Is it NC-17? Tell me it's NC-17. Houston no, Fornication. Houston Fornication. Houston yeah. Fornication is my favorite Travis Scott song. I fucking love Houston Fornication. I don't know how I had never heard this song up until like a couple months ago. I think it was. I was listening to this and this is came on. And like, I just love this song beginning to end. 
I love just how he starts off with, I might need me some ventilation, a little vacation, here's some fornication, right? Through every, just the, just the way he raps it with like the beat, because the beat sounds very like, kind of like atmospheric, you know, and like he comes in with just, just like vibe or whatever. And then the beat just slowly starts adding like more and more like things to the beat or whatnot, the drums and like that. And I love the lyric where uh, he's like space coop back out of the space station, float around town, do that on the daily. And I just keep thinking to myself, just like fucking getting high and going just like on a walk around the city or something like that. Like, I'm just fucking like spacey, just fucking rocking around the city. Like, what the fuck is going on, bro? Like, I don't know. It just reminded me of like a perfect stoner vibe. And I don't know. To me, he just like fucking the flow and the whole thing is great. The fucking transition from the choruses to the verse is great and i just i don't know i think that hook just really wins it for me i just i love that fucking hook alan what do you think okay so i totally agree this song's so good but for me it like i agree the hook is really good but what i really appreciate is that the verses are like really energetic and it's because there's almost like the conversation how when trap is like how am i supposed to feel safe 12 of adjacent and then there's that other voice that's like, well, and then just like random other voice. And you get this like, boom, call, response, call, response, all the way through, all the way through the verse. And then back into the chorus, which like you already said, is really good that we know Travis can do a good chorus. It's always going to be the verses that he struggles on. But I think the fact that there is that call and response really like, really pulls me in. And if we want to do kind of the like, analyzing the lyrics i think i think this has some of my favorite just like one-off bars when he's like they coming at my neck like a gillette that's fucking fire and like like he just this whole thing i just agree it works the whole way through the chorus feels different than the verse but the verse actually feels like it ups the energy which is what i want out of a travis scott song milo (laughs) so this song is so forgettable. I this song comes right before the song that I thought was the best. Oh, so he, we're done. Okay, we're done. That's how I felt listening to the song, Mark. Like, let's get on the coffee bean. I so having listened to the song twice. Yeah, I think you're number one too, pal. Having listened to this song twice, I I don't I don't remember it. Just a bunch of auto-tune and drums. See, that's so weird to me, because it's it's so much more unique of a song than Coffee Bean to me. So much more! Oh, like, my God, bro. It sounds like a watered-down cheat that... Sh- it sounds like a watered-down version of that. There's nowhere near the energy Chief? of that. It, was that Chief Keef? I don't know. It just said, sounded like Chief Keef the flow. Yeah. <laughs> See, I thought you were being a little Uzi there. Stop. <laughs> Stop. Uzi the goat, but that's all other thing. That's what you pushed me to the edge. All my that's what you're saying, right? No, no, that one, that super hype song, Chief Keep made that everybody like. If it comes on, yeah, that song. <laughs> I don't think it sounded like, like that. I don't a think great it value like version. It sounds at of, all. It sounds about all. <laughs> I don't think it sounds like that. Not even close. Nah. 
I'm I'm a pick NC17. This is part. This is another one of the middle songs that that I know Mark you said you didn't like, but I I think 21 is fire on this. I think t- 21 just has like if you're not going to accept it's fire on it, but <laughs> he wasn't horrible. Uh, okay, like I think if you can just accept that 21 is not a like deep rapper, I think he's he's pretty fun, and I think Drake recognizes that, right? But. <laughs> But I don't I don't know what's what's not to like. This is like as soon as it comes comes in, he's like, <laughs> my Me and my bitch ass way we like the same sex. Hey, so hey. put all my chains on, we got gang set. Like hey, so hey. I, <laughs> I, Send it you lesbian go mean so see I thought they both were fired. Hey no. <laughs> no, see that no, this hits on the like the vibey Travis level. This hits on the like this is the dirty "I'll call before I come" type song of the album, and then also, also just like the feature, I, I like Twenty One. I'm not, I'm not. He's a great feature artist. Yeah, he's actually made mostly. When's the last time? When's the last time Twenty One dropped a solo album, my nigga? That shit was like five plus years ago. That nigga has kept his whole career off features, bro. His whole career. Probably because he's got some kind of manor off in the in Scotland or something, isn't he? He's some British lord that we don't know about. Y'all know? Did y'all know that oh. Fergie is a duchess? Maybe he's a oh, duke. Yeah. yeah, she's yeah. But okay, I just I wanted to say one of my favorite things about Twenty One's verse is he comes in and it's over this like really sinister piano. Bum 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 bum. Oh, bum. Dracula ass piano. Yeah, yeah. He really, <laughs> Cardi he would really like that piano. I was gonna say he's doing the Cardi shit, but two years before that album came out, but mm-hmm. but like, but to put twenty one and for him to sound just like like a fucking vampire, like you said, and when he's like had to buy a visa, she from Moscow, Moscow. like that's <laughs> no exactly that call and response is so it's fucking perfect. good, dude. It's so perfect. And it, wait, wait, wait. What's the, what's the other one? And he was like, oh. Yo, bitch gave the kid Cody, but I'm not saying that. Yay. Oh, God. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. I don't see how that's not hella fun to you. Because 21, like, if you just let yourself have fun and just say, I got to buy a visa. She's from Moscow. And you enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I think he's a pretty, pretty good rapper. But Milo, please, I know you don't like this song. Uh, perhaps it has offended your values. But yeah. No, I just don't know why we keep letting this one rapper on tracks when it sounds like he's rapping like he's had a lobotomy. Like, go get a time machine, go back to a sanitarium. It sounds like he just got fresh out the chair and they stuck that big metal thing up his and swirled around his frontal lobe. This nigga been a hater, bro. And put him on track. <laughs> Are you talking about Corday or something? Jesus? He must be talking. He's talking about Corday. I think he's talking about. I think he means Corday. Yeah, he's talking about Corday for sure. I didn't know COVID affected your hearing. No, I'm talking about ah! How can you be the Drake fan and, and just be such a 21 hater? Bro, man? it's crazy, bro. You know that nigga Drake brought 21 a fucking Ferrari for her 21st birthday like five years ago, bro? Six years ago? Like, bro, that nigga was tapped in with 21 early on. This show you ain't no real Obby fan, bro. Yeah, come on, dude. Come well, on. Do I have to... Wait, so do I have to like Nav? No, Nav is a weekend. You gotta like Nav. You gotta like 21 Savage. Weekend, you gotta like high school bitches, bro. You gotta like all that shit. <laughs> 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 you gotta fucking like Millie Bobby Brown. <laughs> you gotta bro, fucking you gotta... like Billy Island. 
<laughs> you gotta sit in that one. What was that fucking? He said we gotta turn the Sierra Canyon to the Magic City parking lot. Oh, you gotta like fucking <laughs> be hanging out in the, in the Sierra Canyon parking lot with with fucking Bronny Jr. <laughs> oh my god. Dang. <laughs> He's basically OVO at this point, dude. Anywho. There was something you said in my <laughs> Mark, did you like NC7? Oh, I mean, it sounds like you did. It, yeah, wasn't, yeah, my, it wasn't my favorite, but like, I, I to me, it was a better. It was like one of my, it was one of the ones that I liked. It wasn't a skip. I feel it. I feel it. Yeah, it was good. It wasn't tough for me to say on it, but I like the beat. Um, I thought Travis did okay on it. I did 21 did okay on it. Like, none, neither of them blown me away with it, but it was solid. That's the question I had. Who uh, who did who did the game buy a Ferrari for? Because he did that too. He just randomly bought someone a Ferrari. No, that was on that was on the that was on the fucking was, that yeah. was on the fucking thing. Lamborghini. It was a Lamborghini. No, he says Ferrari in the in the fucking in the in the song. He said, "Game just bought me motherfucking red Ferrari. Fucking standing on that motherfucker." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember that. All right, I got, I got, I got one more from the beginning of the album that I really want to highlight that I came back to. R.I.P. Screw, I, I think not. is, I think is great. I don't know if it's the Sway Lee you don't like, and I don't, I'm not normally like a huge fan of his, but <laughs> I, I think his whole thing. And there's too much money out here, and there's too many honeys out here. Mm. I think that's that's fucking fire, and I, I just. I think that Travis does such a great job of just like incorporating all the features to do their best. And Sway Lee does that on this. And, and I don't know, this is one that I just didn't really remember until I had like started consciously trying to more individually care about each song. But yeah, I love, I love Travis's verses. I love how his whole second verse is talking about, what happened to DJ Screw and how much like DJ Screw means to kind of like the music that Travis is listening to coming up. So I really like this song. Uh, it sounds like it. Milo, you were not feeling it quite as much. Nah, it's the, the, I mentioned this from the outset. The auto tune. Just give me your. You know, I'll give you. I'll give Abel that. I'll give Abel that. He, he. It's his voice, and he he's in. He's on pitch. I think he has good control. Da da da. You know the description. Just stop with the auto tune, y'all. And I don't know if he's leaving, so I can't flame Uzi right now for his live vocals. But no, I wasn't feeling this song. There is actually another song from the beginning of the album, though, that y'all haven't mentioned. And I don't know if it's because you didn't like it, but we I mean, I definitely it. like it, but yeah. Let, let, let Mark, Mark what do you on. think of R.I.P. Screw? So this is where it started to go downhill for me. Um, mm. I just, the song, like, I, I get the sentiment of it. I get how much DJ Screw was, like, really important to, like, the fucking movement and whatnot and all that. I'm not knocking, like, the lyrics or the content. Just the sound to me wasn't what I was wanting. So this is where, for me, the album starts hitting that downward slope. Um, yeah, I'm not going to speak on it because it's, I mean, title R.I.P. Screw. R.I.P. Screw. So I'm not going to speak on it too negatively. But, yeah, that's how I feel personally. 
I feel it. With that right. said, go ahead. I know we know Alan liked it because he said there are no skips. But <laughs> what did you think of? I liked this song, by the way. What did you think of No Bystanders? That was a skip for me. What? The, it's the one with the, the book the club up, book the club up. Yeah, that surprised Remember? me actually. No, I mean, I thought that was like true to the whole raging style vibe in a way that I could engage with. Oh wait, hold on. Let me let me check my notes. I think it was a skip. Hold on, let me check my notes. Uh, I feel like I put a skip on it, but uh... especially when you see who. Oh, I said it was meh. It was meh. The 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 singing part sounded like Juice World to me. Oddly enough, um, but... because it was Juice World. What was uh, it? And I was it. Look on look on Genius. Oh, that makes see that makes sense in my head because in my head this album came out in 2016 and I was just like that couldn't have been Juice World <laughs> 2016 album. But now that you told me the album came out in 2018, that makes 10,000 more percent sense that this song now yeah that was Juice World. Okay, cool. I'm glad I know it wasn't crazy and that that was Juice World. Um. But that still doesn't make it a smash hit. No. What? No. No. Um, no, I don't. Hold on. I'm just like playing snippets of it real quick. I don't like this beat. Now I remember now. I just, I don't like this beat. Also, I really had no idea Juice Roll was on this album. That's crazy, bro. Yeah, know, like it's, it's a hype beat. It sneaks up beat. on you how much features, yeah. Damn, Juice Roll was on Astral I never fucking, I never knew Juice Roll was, oh shit, we actually didn't mention, I'm so sorry. All right, one more thing we gotta mention, we gotta mention. On who what? Fucking Migos. My nigga Takeoff killed that shit, bro. <laughs> Takeoff murked that shit on who's what, bro. I was like, damn. Yeah, there were so many features, I did not so right now, didn't know it was on this. Um, yeah, I mean, this is a Rager song, so it should be my vibe. But this beat just doesn't do it. There's something about it I can't really... I don't know. I can't put my finger on it. But it's just something about this beat I just really didn't fuck with, unfortunately. Sorry. Yeah, I, I don't know. It works for me. I'm, I'm super surprised because I'm just like... I'm always coming back, fuck the club up. Fuck the <laughs> club up. Fuck the club up. I, I don't know. That's one of the best parts of the album for me. Uh, but yeah, like I said, no skips. So obviously I like this one a lot. So I think the ones that I've kind of wanted to highlight, we've kind of hit on, we are running a little long. Did either of you guys want to mention any other ones? Do you want to wrap it up? I'm cool wrapping a note. We mentioned all mine that I wanted to. Milo, why you got a baby ass mic, dog? <laughs> A baby <laughs> Sustainability. Everybody's going small. <laughs> I'm fucking an eight-year-old Britney Spears looking mic nigga. <laughs> what? Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Um. Uh. Fucking spice. Spice meter. I mean, I yeah. I think this is a classic, so it's fucking spicy. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, Mama. This is a classic. It's not spicy. I mean, we, I agree with Martin. The the whole middle half of this album just is that it's a blur. It just needs to be left out. And overall, it's not memorable. There are some good tracks, the ones I mentioned, but yeah. Um, 
to me there are some great tracks but uh uh and i do i do think it's memorable but yeah there is a half of album i say is almost a skip but i would actually still put it spicy because for the tracks that are memorable they're fucking memorable bro sicko mode is one of the best singles of the past decade um fucking houston fornication is my favorite travis song stargazing is an amazing intro carousel's a rager like there's just like there's too much goodness in it to fucking it just be like you know nah so i liked it i thought it was really good Oh, sorry. Uh, spicy meter. Oh, sorry. Spicy. Spicy. Yeah, I was just okay. Dang, that's crazy. You want not getting rid of the middle part? Okay. Oh, because the highs are so high. Okay. The highs are so high. All right. Two for the playlist. Uh, for me, it's Stargazing and Houston Fornication. You, you go, Milo. <laughs> I... I don't, yeah, I don't know what I could ever pick. I would say no bystanders and stop trying to be God. Okay. I'll go stop trying to be God and Houston fornication. I was hoping you pick stargazing, but okay, fine. Well, man, just li- if you're listening to this, listen to the fucking album. You're you're going <laughs> to you're going to enjoy this shit, I promise. I promise. But Milo, what what do we got now? We're going from a classic to a man who already thinks he's a classic. I, I agreed with that assessment, by the way, man. He's the next one. So next week, what we have in store for you is an album that's got quite a bit of attention. It's Jackman by no, none other than Jack Harlow. For y'all that are just tuning in, this actually is not going to be Mr. Harlow's first appearance on this podcast. We did review Come Home The Kids Miss You, but due to some complications that episode never aired. So at, at any rate, people are saying that Jackman is a step up from that Niggas album. Niggas saying he's rapping. I keep hearing Niggas saying he's rapping on this album. Yes. People are saying he did it all with no hooks, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. And Jack has called himself the best white rapper since Eminem. Fucking liar, my nigga. There's- Mac already holds that title. Yeah, that's Mac, Mac Miller. Miller Mac Jack is gone. The right? seat, the throne is empty. The throne is empty. <laughs> no, forever live Mac. Mac Ben held that title. Niggas really tapped in with Mac. <laughs> Fuck out of here, dog. <laughs> so, and now there's also been a diss track from MGK trying to make himself relevant. We can, we, we can get into it during the episode, but yes. He's that's back what we and have rapping again. Week. He's done with pop punk, apparently. For better or for worse. As a pop punk fan, for better as a rap fan, probably for worse. But there you go. Thank you for listening to Astro World. I love this album. Probably won't ever get the shine it deserves because Travis is a piece of shit and a lot of people died at Astro World Festival. Peace. Nobody died on this podcast, yeah. nigga. Peace. <laughs> yeah, don't don't rage.